Welcome to Bite Size Dental Marketing. Today I have Chris Thompson. Chris is SVP of Sales at Piers Logic. Before that, you were at Smile Direct Club and Align. Chris, I would love to know your journey into dentistry, especially at Align and where you started. I, I think they were the first dental company that went direct to consumer, or the first at least at scale. And I, I think you're probably there during that era. Tell me about your story. Fun times in dental, my friend. Uh, thanks for having me. Happy Friday. Nothing I love better than a Friday afternoon podcast. Uh, right. You know, Eric, I've been told my whole career I have a face for podcasts, so this is this is great. <laughs> well, this is where this is where the handsome devils come to meet, Chris. So that's right. Uh, so uh, yeah, really kind of cool backstory. I think I, I actually started out in optometry, eye care, and found a niche in contact lenses, which were a medical device. Obviously, doctors prescribe them but they also made money on contact lenses. And the company I worked for at the time, Johnson & Johnson, marketed heavily to the consumer. So it was really like a hybrid consumer uh, marketing, but you get it in the doctor's office. So I had a ton of experience in that and then um, started working at Invisalign, which is basically like the same thing, right? Invisalign is a bit more expensive, um, but a product where marketed to consumer to drive demand. And then you had to come into the doctor's offices to actually get the product. So it was a really neat hybrid. And, you know, you saw a lot of great things where people who weren't necessarily interested in clear aligners or, or didn't even know they were eligible were now getting educated through their TV or other means and driving at the same time more leads into orthodontists or dentists. Mm -hmm. So everyone was happy. And then the patient obviously, you know, was happy with their with their practitioner and it kept going. So it was really cool to see that change both in optometry and in dentistry. Yeah. I, I was watching Invisalign as they were growing and, and watching the technology advance that they were using and how they, they aligned with the tarot. And they're both a blessing and a curse to dentistry today. I think they've raised so much awareness into invisible retainers and, and those types of devices and, and orthodontics, I think. But they've certainly now broaden the scope of work that a general dentist does into Invisalign and in and they've partnered so so well with some of the scanners and mm -hmm. they can turn around those trays so quickly that they've both commoditized Invisalign, which is bad for dentistry, but they brought awareness to, to clear liners, which is good for dentistry. I used to have a great talk track around that one. I'm not sure if I remember it anymore, but I, I think like what I've seen over the last, what, seven, eight, nine, maybe 10 years I've been in dental, I can't even remember is there's been a mass influx of new technology and mm -hmm. that's that's what I've seen the last few years. I, I was in clear liners for a bunch and, and now have been in AI in dental in the last, you know, really three years. And just seeing uh, what I saw with AI on x-rays, which was a really cool one. And now what I'm seeing AI using phones, I think in most would say like dental has been typically slower to adopt some of this new tech than like the greater med field, but not, not I, typically all, always, but yeah, okay, sure. Always. But I, I mean, <laughs> Listen, you'd have to look in other fields, but it does feel like over the last couple of years, just being in it, it's growing a lot more rapid. Dentists are more open. DSOs are certainly more open. So, um, you know, I think we're seeing like a like we're in a revolutionary time where a lot of new tech is coming in, helping the dentist. But at the end of the day, really, really helping the patients, too. No, it is. And I think a lot of it's the consolidation that's happening. I think we've seen such a rise in the consolidation of group practices. I think, you know, we sit somewhere around. 25%, maybe 30% of total practices are affiliated with a group somewhere. And mm -hmm. yeah. I think those groups are driving some innovation. Tell me a little bit about what brought you there and, and yeah. what are the challenges that 
you're solving at the dentist offices? Yeah. So I was uh, leading a sales team. We invested in a, a, a product called Gong. And Gong is like, their market cap is billions, billions, like huge company. Basically, every sales force in the world uses them now. But they were able to tell me as a sales leader, basically everything that happened on my sales folks calls without ever having to listen to them or review them. Like it basically used AI to come up with insights for what I need to know. And we gained a ton from like competitive knowledge, what the main objections are, what people are looking for for pricing. And I was like, man, this is super cool. Like, I love this. And I started talking to our CEO, Ryan, and he was basically telling me we're doing the same thing for dental offices. And it really impacted my decision here. One, understaffing is a huge problem. And then two, typically when like things come up that cost money, it just wasn't a great patient experience. Or three, back to basics, the average practice is missing 40% of every call that comes in. So <laughs> I was like, man, if that product can use AI with no humans listening, um, no you know subjective matter, it can work for dental offices and can tell me everything that happened on every call uh, and also take things off the staff's plate to free them up to do more patients. Like this was the perfect storm of everything I'd done in my career. And by the way, we're in lovely Scottsdale. So that was icing on the cake. So kind of long-winded answer there, but there's such a need for consumers to have this and for, for doctors to understand what's going on in their practices. That That's that's really how I ended at uh, PeerLogic. Yeah. Now, w- walk me through some of the key features of the platform and- yeah. You know, a, a patient calls in, obviously, do you take my insurance being the biggest a big trouble one. question of all, right? That's a big How one. Do- I mean, well, so well, I'll, I'll dig into the features. Yeah, just just high level. We basically use our own AI models. We built them ourselves. We also built our own speech to text models, meaning I convert what you say on the phone to text to put through our AI models, all built in house. Um, our speech to text model is unreal, like, like punctuation Name, you, you name it, timestamps, it's super cool. But uh, we basically analyze every call. And the beauty of Peer Logic is we don't just, most um, folks that do something similar to this only track new patients and inbound calls. What we see is that's about 15% of the practice, give or take. Sure. So we're like, why, are, why wouldn't we track the other 85%? So we track inbound calls, outbound calls, new patients and existing patients. And we basically spit out things that can help you learn what's going on in your practice. Now, in terms of features, what I love is we really use AI to take things off your staff plate. Number one issue in dentistry right now is staffing. I think 99.9% of people would tell you that. Cancellations and staffing. Cancellations are rising like crazy after COVID. Mm -hmm. Our average practice misses between 35 and 40% of every single call coming to the office. So one really cool thing we we do is, Eric, you moved to Scottsdale, you Google dentist near me, or your marketing firm, you're working with a practice that is spending money to drive calls to their office. What happens? They miss 40% of those. You're banging your head against the wall. Doctor's saying, why am I spending I'm, so much money? I'm getting fired at right, 40% you're getting fired. missed calls. Uh-huh. Yeah. So in that case, what we do is we're able to use our AI to determine what type of missed call we believe that is. Is it a new patient, an existing patient? We link to the practice management so we know we can do that. We then can flag high value new patient calls to someone in the staff. So instant alert, call them back. You missed the call to a call center. If you use them, instant alert, call them back. And we can also send a text message to that patient saying book online. So something so rudimentary, simple, but because we use AI there, we can determine which ones are new patients 
get them notified right away. We're seeing in practices that are using that one simple feature, they're averaging about 10 new patients a month saved just from not letting them get to the next practice. That's such a powerful tool. Let's take that term dentist near me. That's mm. probably a 13 to $17 cost per click. So just to click on the ad, right. dentist near me is probably right. 13 to $17. And let's just say that one in three of those people hit the site and call that that's pretty aggressive. So yeah. you yeah. might be at a $30 cost per call. Forget the opportunity right. cost of uh, you know, the, the average new patient is, you know, somewhere between five to $800, depending on what type of practice you have. Yep. Um, so either on the hard cost or on the opportunity cost, you're paying a ton of cash to yeah. miss calls to just not even swing at the, at the ball. Yeah. That's why I love talking to someone like you. Cause we always focus on the missed opportunity cost, but yeah, you're just paying literally to have that Google ad there and click on it. And I mean, it is, it's pretty mind boggling. Like just missed calls alone. You just look at the sheer volume, like 40%, you're getting a thousand calls a month. I mean, that's a lot of opportunity, both mm -hmm. on the side you mentioned and in the back end. So can, can we use AI to help solve that problem? Yes. Like I think we can. And like, Something we can do that's so small is we scrub out business numbers. So right now, if I'm at a practice, my staff's running around. We don't like we're having staffing issues. We have a lot of new people. We mm -hmm. scrub out those business numbers. They don't have to call them back. Like just something like that, cutting out 40% of calls, they have to call the back. Hey, we saved an hour right there. That's an hour where they could be doing something else. So really good example of how AI can actually free yeah. them up to do more. No, that's great. I The, the rise of business calls is such a crazy thing and they're getting so intelligent and in they're pretending like they're consumers and they're pretending right. like we had a meeting scheduled and they're getting so i hate to say shady but that is they're, and they're trying to be cute and clever but it just it doesn't change that it's just it's just shady like it yeah is. doctor wanted to talk to me no he didn't and people mm -hmm. are using bad techniques which of course they hurts everyone out so it's it's, mm -hmm. it's hard yeah mm -hmm. now you have to be loving the focus on AI. AI is now talked about on every website, whether you're for it or against it, or it's going to replace your job or not. How have you guys experienced this surge of talk of AI over the last few months? Yeah. Cause I know you guys have been around for a while, but it, it, it it's, we've, we seem to hit this like critical mass of the chat GPT yeah. things of January of this year and such. How, how has that impacted you? I mean, I think ChatGPT just brought general awareness, right? Now okay. everyone knows what it is. I think it's good and bad. It's good in that there's a lot of awareness around it. And then I think the negative is we hear a lot like you should use AI in your practice. And like that, that just gives me major pause because <laughs> what does that mean? Like, yeah, you should use AI, but where do you use it? How do you? So what I love about we've done is like, yes, it, there's awareness around AI. It, that probably gets us to talk to more people, but everything we do is driven on an ROI where we can actually do things in our platform that lead to revenue. And what we didn't want to do is say, hey, use AI, we have this really cool tool and you never see any benefit out of it. We want to say, hey, use AI, it's going to do X, Y, Z and get you more than a 10X ROI in every single month that we do it. So it, it's good and bad. I think it's good when you have the right person and the right product that can drive ROI. And that's like, that's where, our, that's where AI gets really cool in our platform is, let's say, I. I had a thousand calls last month. I answered 600 of them, give or take, right? On those 600 calls, how many of those calls should I have booked and I did not? We can do that in, in real time 
We do transcripts on every call and can flag that. So if I'm a doctor or office manager, a marketing company, thousand calls, we picked up 600. Here are the 15 I know I need to read real quick to see what I should have been booked. And oh, by the way, we'll give you a real-time notification to book it. So you mentioned Invisalign earlier. How many times do patients call a week asking what you charge for Invisalign and then never call you back or no one ever follows up with them? It, by the way, it's a lot. Yeah, sure. That's one that we can identify and you can win those back. So that's the mm. second really kind of ROI mm. part of our platform is when that patient happens, we find if an office manager or TC or better yet, a doctor calls them back, you're winning them back at 60 to 70% clip. So like, hey, uh, Dr. Eric, how much do you charge for a crown? Oh, we're XYZ. Okay, thanks. I'm going to call someone else. Call that patient back, make them feel warm and fuzzy, book them. We can identify that with no effort from the right. staff. Now, do you get into sentiment analysis in the phone calls as well? Like, again, this sounds crazy, but you know, the, the, someone's having a bad day in the front desk or they've had a series of bad days. Can you talk me through some sentiment analysis that you have? Yeah. So we use sentiment analysis for every call based on tone, keywords, things like that through the AI. Full transparency, most dental calls are positive. Like it's pretty rare when you have that negative, but to your point, we've had a couple of examples where disgruntled staff member, you can flag that. I would say the easiest way I describe what we do is we give you call center metrics for your practice. So anything you would want to know, like, hey, I want to know every time a crown was mentioned and I did not book. Two clicks and you have the full transcription and recording mm -hmm. of those calls. We just identify the right opportunities, help you follow up on them, all automated through tracking and then help you close them. So it, it takes all the guesswork or like, time listening to calls out of the staff's, you know, arena. It's been on our list to, tr to pilot a couple of offices. I mean, we we're really excited about it because everyone likes to talk about how the, the, the work ethic has changed and the staffing has changed and it's hard to get people to show up. And I, I agree. I, I think staffing is a challenge as we progress through that challenge we are seeing a lack of investment in the front desk around training and answering the hard questions and, mm -hmm bring awareness and, and it's, it's kind of the new person has to answer the phones and no one likes to answer the phones. And right. the are, do you take my insurance? If you happen to take all the insurance in the world, um, you know, Hey, I'm sorry, please don't do that. But if you do, that's an easy answer. If you don't, I, I think you have to get into selling the practice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where we've leaned in to the phones and we, we love to hear the analysis of which ones are being closed and, and, you know, we know that on average, our offices close about 55% of new patient opportunities. Yep. Yes, I, I, I know there are people that I wish it was 100, but, I, you know, that's just not reality. We know who's over-indexing and under-indexing on that. And yep. the challenge has always been, how do you help them? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's they're, they're underwater already trying to just keep the phones answered. Um, they're not missing phone calls because it's fun. And providing relief and opportunities for education to them is something we're very interested in because if you're investing six, eight, ten thousand $10,000 a month in marketing, yeah. but you're missing 40% of your phone calls, I don't, I don't I'm not going to say you're throwing away 40% of your budget. That's, you know, hyperbolic. You are throwing away a, a, a percentage of it. That is pretty healthy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's nice to see that, that the front desk getting some support. Yeah. And I, you know, I always make the mistake. I go to like ones that aren't booked, right? Or I go to the problem issues, but a lot of our practices will use it for training. Like they have, like you mentioned, a lot of new people, new people get stuck at the front. 
answer those calls. We can identify any of those calls for the good too. Like, hey, pull three calls where you booked a crown. Th pull three calls where someone rescheduled. Pull three calls where someone was looking to cancel and you actually reschedule them. So you can identify that. Like, let's say now I'm starting to take implants. You can identify all those calls. So again, a lot of offices will say, hey, Chris, you're new to the office. Here's four calls that we flag that you should listen to of like best in class model what you do after that. So it's a great training opportunity as well. No, that's wonderful. Wonderful. Um, talk me through the technology needs and what's next for, for the, for your product. What's next for pure logic? Yeah. So technology, the cool part is, is we actually offer our own VoIP platform. It's best in class. We never had an outage. It has all the bells and whistles. Um, so if you're looking to get one, you know, AI with phones, we can do that easy. If you don't like your current phone provider, we just switch them out. Super easy process. You do need VoIP, obviously, um, to do that, which most offices have now. Um, and then the beauty with us is even if you don't want to use our phones, we can connect to the underlying systems and pull sa the same data. So typically when we talk to office, like, tell us what you want to do. Do you want phones or not? It's up to you. No pressure on our end. What we really care about is the AI. In terms of future, I mean, that's the exciting part, right? Like, we've barely scratched the surface. Like, uh, you know, obviously generative AI is the next wave. Can mm -hmm. I have a conversation through text message with a patient with net, with, without, a, without a human? Uh, can I verify insurance with an AI voice without a human, right? Why do I have my staff on hold with insurance for three hours a day? So uh, right. I, I would say our, our future is taking the things that staff shouldn't have to do, putting them through AI and freeing up the staff to do things that really matter. Easiest yeah, way to add value to the business, right? Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, gosh, Chris, thank you so much for your time. I mean, th this has been great. And I'll link uh, to, to your bio and, and to the website in the show notes. But th thanks so much for jumping on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Uh, thanks to, for the listeners. Uh, Eric, I hear you got some great things going on. So uh, uh, hopefully we get some, uh, we can do some things together here too. I'm excited, buddy. I'm excited. Let's do it.